Welcome to Eclipsed, a Heroes podcast, where two old school Heroes fangirls rewatch the show, talk about it, defend its honor, sometimes aren't so sure about defending its honor, but we end up mostly doing it anyway. My name is Keisha. And I'm Rachel. And she never knows when I'm going to go fucking long like that. Um, <laughs> uh, and this week, we are still in season three. We are discussing episode 18, right? Yes. Okay. Episode 18, Exposed. Dun-dun. Dun-dun. Uh, it's so weird to say that we're still in season three. It, was, it feels like we've been in season three for fucking ever. Um, kind of have. We have, yeah. We have. Season two we- was such a blip. Uh, yeah, that's probably a big part of it, honestly. Yeah. We don't have any new news this week, so we're just going to dive on into the episode. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, we begin things with, well... <laughs> Rachel says there's a previously. I don't know. I don't believe her. Not on my Netflix. <laughs> um, so. No, uh, who, who does who is the previously this week? Nathan does the previously this week. Nathan. That fucko. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. So things go right into Claire, who, if you recall, is still trying to hide Alex and or figure out what the hell to do now. Um, that she's become a little freedom fighter. She's hiding away and she brings him a sandwich. He has a minute to get out of the closet because in theory, her mom and Lyle are going to go to the grocery store so he can like (laughs) stretch his legs a little bit. She tells him, Hey, so there's this train and it's leaving for Albuquerque and you know, I've got the cash and you can be on it. But he's really resistant because, you know, he didn't he didn't sign up to have a whole new life. That's not what he's trying to do. He's very kind of, like, pessimistic about the whole thing. Like, they're going to find me anyways. You know, I may as well keep being me. Keep being, you know, the person that I am instead of just trying to, like, start over again. Like, and I don't blame him because it's like he says, like, it's the government. Like, if they're going to find you, if they want to find you, they're going <laughs> to find you. And I absolutely love when he's just like, they probably are already, you know surveilling us with like spy satellites or something and claire's just like no no <laughs> like the way she looks around like oh shit my dad totally would plant cameras in my in my room kind of way like mm-hmm. I, I thought that was great um yeah but alex is just very like look you know i appreciate the help but like dude you're you're just a teenage girl you're not harriet tubman this is not the underground railroad you don't really know what's gonna happen next and i love how claire is just like you know that all may be true but Hey, she risked her neck to put you in this position and to save your life. So a little little gratitude would not be unheard of. Like, you don't have an idea, and she doesn't have an idea. So you're not any better mm-hmm. than her in this moment, Alex. And, uh, yeah, I love Claire when she's assertive. I-, I think that's a good look for her. But suddenly, uh, Sandra and Muggles come up the stairs, and it's like, oh, shit. So, you know, Alex goes and hides again, and Claire's just sitting on her bed, obviously innocent as can be. And... <laughs> um i just love this little bit so much sandra comes in and she's like claire the house money is gone do you know what could have happened to it and she's like oh man i don't i don't know it was probably that dastardly little brother of mine lyle and i love sandra just like no no i already grilled him per usual he was clueless so i'm thinking thinking you might know kind of thing and uh the reason why she went to go find the house money is i think she was going to use it to shop but uh, where they keep their house money is in Mr. Muggle's rubber sneaker. I just just want everyone to picture that for a moment. <laughs> Mr. Muggle's rubber sneaker is empty. So Muggle's is in there and he's sniffing around and barking and being a little butt. And he finds the sandwich underneath the bed because Alex must have dropped it when he went to skedaddle back into the closet. And so I love Sandra just like what is going on with you? And Claire's like, nothing, nothing. Like the most unconvincing nothing ever. And everything's going mostly well until there's a thud in the closet. And Sandra immediately goes over there and we see Alex in like the classic holding up the stuff that was going to fall position. And he's just like, oh, hi, hi there, Mrs. Bennett. Hello. So they're super busted. I loved Sandra just holding Muggles with this full sandwich hanging out of his mouth. Yes. She's just, like, not even looking at the dog, just looking at Claire the whole time, like, what is going on with you? I love Ryan's comment, because he was still in here uh, when I was rewatching, and uh, 
He's like, ah, oh, yes, the infamous television lettuce sandwich, because, you know, you always see that on TV. I was like, it's probably because a dog had to hold it, you know? <laughs> True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't have anything, like, bad in it, but, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Because it fully is, like, lettuce and bread. You can see it. <laughs> the puppy's mouth is only so big, okay? Yeah, he's got a little mouth. A little mouth and a big heart. No, <laughs> so. Um. A lot of interesting editing and transitional choices, again. We're seeing a lot of that this season, or mm-hmm. I guess this volume. Uh, because we we see the Bennett house under surveillance on, like, a screen. And that pulls us out to Noah and Danko. And Danko very like, ah, you know, checking on the old homestead kind of thing. And it's basically the closest Noah's going to get to it right now <laughs> because he's like... I don't live there anymore, buddy. Like I have a, I have a place on fucking Dupont Circle, and just like, oh yeah, he got kicked out of the house, bud. So Danko and Noah together. This is the the dynamic duo that we're <laughs> seeing more and more of. And Danko strolls over to their board, and he throws Peter up onto the top of it alongside Matt, and he announces to everybody in the room, like, all right, you know, this is our new top priority: Peter Petrelli and Matt Parkman. Uh, you know, they, they were part of kidnapping, assault, you know, assault of a federal agent, like you name it. They are wanted. And he's like, we're going to do whatever we got to take to bring them down kind of thing. And Nathan strolls in all, uh, 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 no lethal force. No, no real bullets, boys. And <laughs> Tinko's like, um, well, actually, Skyboy, <laughs> get fucked because Peter held a gun to my head and now everything's different. So, Yeah. Yes, bullets. Yes, lethal force. And uh, it's very like, Peter fucked around, so now he's going to find out. Um, he's like, you made this personal. And then and Danko's like, I do what I need to do. And they're just all like, like they are in every single scene, Danko and Nathan. And uh, after Danko walks away, Nathan goes over to Noah. And he's like, keep an eye on him. And to me, that always reads like, keep a leash on this guy. Like, that's what you're here for. And Noah's like, dude, they threatened me. Like, I- hello, kidnapping. Hi, it was me. Um, (laughs) what makes you think that I won't shoot him myself? Like, for real. So, Nathan can't even get through to Bennett anymore, it would seem. Everybody's turning on him. Well, it's, it's clear to me that Bennett is definitely getting on Danko's side on purpose. Oh, for sure, for sure. Which is why he says it very loudly. (laughs) And not just to Nathan. Very, like, you know, strutting about it, you know? Like, I'll shoot him myself. And when Danko questions, like, oh, you know, is it okay we're watching Claire? And he's like, you know what? She fucks up. She has to deal with the consequences. She's a big girl. Yep, that part as well. Just mm-hmm. trying to be very, like, oh, no, I'm full company man right now, as it were. I'm I'm on the job. Yep. So, yep. No other distractions and uh, whatever happens, happens. And I'm with you now, Danko. But, yeah. Uh, we'll, see that te- <laughs> we'll see that tested. So, Of course. Yeah, but for now, at the beginning of the episode, he's in. He's like, yeah. But of course. Yeah. Um, how are Matt and Peter doing? So, Peter has to stop Matt from painting because he's apparently been painting himself with the bomb vest on over and over and over again all night. <sighs> and Peter's like, we can't stay here. We have to go. It's too dangerous. And Matt's like, no, I gotta find Daphne. That's why I tried to paint this. And Peter's like, okay, well, think back to when you were in Bennett's head. Did you see where she was? And he's like, I don't know. There was hallways. I don't know. What does that tell me? (laughs) And as they're, like, talking, the computer turns on behind them. And it's Rebel sending an address in Washington, D.C. to where Daphne is. I believe it's Building 26 he gives them the address to. Yeah, that's fully Building 26. And Peter, which I think is the appropriate reaction here, (laughs) he's like... Someone is listening, and he's, like, trying to unplug stuff, and Matt's like, no way, he's helping us. And Peter's like, how are we supposed to trust this person? And Rebel then says, they're coming, get out now. And that lets them flee just in time. They they listen, and they run. Mm-hmm. Because we see quickly after that, uh, two agents come in. And they're looking around, and they touch the painting, and they see that the paint is still wet. Which, okay, pause, because... <laughs> Oh, yeah, artist, go off. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being mad about this at the time, too. I'm like, what kind of, God, we don't know what kind of paint he was using. If it was oil paint, that stuff stays wet for a long time. Because <laughs> if that was, like, acrylic and fresh, you'd be like, okay, yeah. But, like, I don't know what kind of paint he's using. Just saying, oh, it's wet is nothing to me. 
So Yeah, but it's supposed to be just like the broadest like denominator. You know what I mean? Like it's just like, oh yeah, wet paint. They were just there. But I love how you have always, I can attest to this, you have always been salty about that. I was like, he could be using oil paints. Like, he, he paints these huge canvases. That's kind of like the preferred paint, you know? But I don't know. I could see Mendez using acrylic, too. So, who knows? Um, <laughs> the other agent, meanwhile, is snapping photos of the floor with the explosion. And that transitions us back to Building 2-6 for a second again. And Danko's like, oh, I bet I know where they're going next. Because they're also like, we just missed him. So, yeah, whoosh heroes. I love having um, Peter on this journey of, like, can you imagine, like, early season one Peter in this same position? Like, he was so trusting and so optimistic about things. And now he's like, nope, that's not someone trying to help us. That's someone trying to fuck us. Where's the cord to the screen? Yep. Like, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. I'm just proud of him for, for realizing what the world's really like. Like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Matt's yeah. like, no, never. They want us to help Daphne. Yeah. I gotta save Daphne. Daphne, Daphne, Daphne. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It is. So back in Costa Verde, uh, Claire introduces Alex to Sandra and claims that he is her boyfriend. <laughs> and then Sandra's like, okay, well, then why the closet? Why was he in the closet? And she's like, oh, you know, we're, you know... Don't make me say it. We're we're having sex. And the look Alex gives her is like, we are. (laughs) I tell ya, his fucking reaction to that is so amazing. And Sandra, without missing a beat, she's like, you know, my daughter is 17, right? And he's like, no, I have not touched this woman. I have not touched her. We have not done anything. No, no. And Claire is mad. She's like, why are you not with me on this lie and then sandra's like listen just tell me the truth what's happening here she's like all right he's like me he has an ability and alex is like i can breathe underwater that's my thing and she's like why did you bring him here you're putting us all in danger with this and more importantly like above all of this why did you lie to me about it because that's the whole problem she's been having with uh noah obviously secrets and lies so she's disappointed with her daughter right now. Like, secrets, lies, and being underestimated. Mm-hmm. Which we see more of later. Yes. Because it's like, yes, Sandra should be upset, but also, like, what was Claire to do? You know? With with the knowledge that she had, what was she to do? She had to try to help him. She was on, like, a time crunch, yeah. Yeah. I guess she could have, like, not hit him when she got home. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But, like, her dad was still home then. Fair. But I get maybe once he left, you could be like, Mom, listen. <laughs> Guess what? I know you're going through a life-changing event, but also... <laughs> I know you're going to be like, oh my god, why'd you get a secret me? But, like, Dad was home at the time, and, like, mm. it's, it's complicated. Okay, this, <laughs> there's a man in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god. Yeah, oh my god, when Claire just busts out with, like, the, oh, we're screwing, and I'm like, um, hi, hello, yes, hi, um... This man is clearly, like, 19 or 20. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he's not, he's not in high school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do not say that. <laughs> so someone's like, yeah, my daughter's 17, do you know that? <laughs> his eyes just bug mm-hmm. out of his head. <laughs> and yet, later in the episode, and but... yet! Yep. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Well, they wouldn't have made such a thing about him being shirtless if it wasn't going to lead anywhere. (laughs) But we'll get there. All right. Well, Siler and Luke, eh? Let's let's go Mm -hmm. see what those guys are up to. Because we didn't uh, last week. We we absolutely did not spend any time with them. No. Well, last episode. We're two weeks out. Whatever. Who cares? Last episode, we didn't (laughs) see them. Uh they're still just trucking along. Uh, it makes it sound like there was maybe another agent on their tail, but they just lost them. So that, you know, was basically what they were doing in the background of all the other stuff. And they've got the tough book and they're using it to tell when people are trying to track them. And Siler's still just like very tunnel vision, very like, just got to find my father, blah, blah, blah. And I love how Lucas just like, boot all of this. <laughs> like, boot. <laughs> Boo to you and your dad. Boo to running. 
let's just fry these fuckers because he's a teenage boy and that's exactly how they would think mm-hmm. like that makes perfect sense to me and uh, <laughs> Siler being like I don't want to leave a trail of dead bodies on the way to my father's house I'm like okay who the fuck even are you in this moment <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? Who is this man? Who is this shapeshifter pretending to be Siler? Because, like, fuck. Season one, Siler Wood. Season two, Siler Wood. First half of season three, Siler Wood. Like, what are mm-hmm. you trying to prove? You left and... a trail of bodies on a road trip with Mohinder. Honestly. <laughs> you, you, buddy, friend, pal, you kind of leave a trail of bodies. It's kind of your thing. That's okay. Um, You found someone who accepts that and loves that about you. Um, Yeah, so... Luke is just, like, he doesn't understand it. He's just like, parents suck, but Like, you saw my mom, basically. Also, my dad was terrible. He used to use my arm as an ashtray. I've got the scars to prove it. Oh, this kid. Mm-hmm. He's fucking killing me. And he's trying to, you know, show him. And, and Siler just, like, TK smushes his face against the window. Like, no, like, we're not doing this. And it's like, Siler's out here, and he's needing his father's, like, understanding or approval or something and it's just like oh come on i'm i'm fully team luke in this moment i'm like (laughs) luke is just like you're the most powerful dude in the world you don't need anyone we don't need anyone and i was just like oh wib oh wib (laughs) he just wants you to be like a big brother or something god why are you so fucking difficult about everything so yeah, um, they're driving along in the midst of all this, and Siler sees something, and he pulls off the road real quick-like, and it just, you know, ah, oh, just jerks Luke. And uh, they pull into an abandoned lot that had a diner that's boarded up on its property. Big Jim's Diner. And they're standing there, and Luke's like, what the hell is all this? Like, I don't, like, what are we doing here? And Siler's like, this this seems familiar to me. Like, there's something here. And so he just starts TKing the boards off of the uh, building. Because he's going to go inside and he's going to find some answers. I like that when he was flicking the boards off, he, like, purposefully was, like, also making them kind of head right at Luke as I well. I know. God damn. <laughs> Way what to just, dick. like, traumatize someone with trauma. Like, fuck, you're just the worst. Like, I, I really adore you, but you are the worst. <laughs> Oh, I was abused by my dad. Here, have a fucking plank of wood flying at your face. Um, yeah. Because you'll note, there was no tingle. He was not lying. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Mm-hmm. Just fucking, I don't want to leave a trail of dead bodies. Who are you? Who even are you? Who is speaking right now? Uh, I guess he's learned, but like, mm. he also left a trail of dead bodies by his father's house, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just have like I just have like a Roby in my bonnet about his whole like no to just not wanting to do anything Luke wants basically <laughs> like it's God just damn. that he just doesn't want to do what Luke wants he doesn't want to do what anyone wants him to do it doesn't matter if it's good or bad for him so fair and I mean that does change later I'm like oh God if I could just be really spoilery for a minute and I'm fine with like let's just you know have editing Rachel like like a little Tinkerbell fairy say I'm gonna be spoilery. <laughs> Because it's what you sound like to me. Um, (laughs) I am so sad that they never see each other again after this episode. Yeah. What a perfect, like, especially because so much of not just, like, the end of volume four, but the volume five that exists in our heads (laughs) is clearly going to be about him making some sort of real amends. Mm -hmm. And if there's anyone who deserves that, who is still around, kicking around in the world, it's going to be Luke. Yeah. Anyway. No, I, I gotcha, yeah. I know, I just, oh, it makes me so fucking mad. I think if I recall correctly, they wanted to have Dan Bird back, but it just didn't work out during mm. uh, the last volume. And, because uh, he was doing Cougar Town, I think, at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just such a shame. It's such a bloody shame. It really is. I don't even remember if we ever find out firmly what Luke's fate is. Uh, he shows up in the comics, I think. One or two of them during the rebel stuff. Like, yeah. the really hard rebel stuff. Stay tuned for the GN episode. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, if, I can't remember if he was supposed to have, like, perished in, like, a, an operation or something. But I refuse to believe that, so. I don't remember what the canon is I, yeah, for it. Mm-mm. So. So. Anyway. Any hoozle. Back in California, uh, Claire apologizes to her mom. And she's like, you know, I, I, I wish that, you know, I was just normal. 
Because I know that you want a normal life and a regular family. And that's why dad and I have to lie. And Sandra's like, look, dude, like, I'm strong. And basically you all underestimate me. I'm strong and capable. And God damn it, I'm going to get you out of this of this situation that you've gotten yourself into. Because I'm great. Sandra is a fucking VIP this whole episode. She's mm-hmm. just the best. She's a VIP. She's an MVP. She's all the P. So she's like, let me tell you something. There's a van parked outside on the street and they are watching us. They're watching you. You see, you know, we, we see there's like clearly a pair of agents inside, uh, you know, talking like, oh, you think she's hiding the Wolseley kid? And it's like, oh, absolutely. And it's like, okay, so how are you going to do it, Claire? How are you going to save Alex? Like, what are we going to do? And Sandra has an idea. So like, let her help. And Alex is just like, yeah, yeah, let her help. That one. The grown-ass adult in the room. Let her help. (laughs) And so Claire's like, all right, what's the plan? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a great little moment of, like, her believing in her mom. After, like, her mom has been so, like, shoved aside throughout so much of her life. You can tell. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So one of those two agents in the van, the female agent, is Rachel Mills. Mm Mm-hmm. And she is a big part of some webisodes that they did for the last volume, The Recruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she plays off of Angela a fair bit. And she's also fairly deep into the graphic novels as well. So she's kind of like our other media character that's brought in. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, absolutely. So it's like, if you know, you know. So that is Rachel Yeah, and... and- and we're going to see her, like, out, outside of the van, too. Like, we're actually going to see her, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's more than just, like, a little in-show cameo from, like, an out-of-show piece of media. She's, like, fully in this episode. Which I'll do. Okay, here, here's another spoiler, right? Uh, because she was in the Recruit webisodes, she was um, one of the Marines brought in to get the serum. Mm-hmm. She didn't end up getting the serum, but she naturally had an ability. And you know what her ability is, Keisha? I don't remember. Her ability, dead ass, is the Siler mini teleport theory. Fuck. She can teleport short distances. Oh my god! Yeah, you're right. I remember them doing that on that episode now. See, well, I just wanted I mean, to point that out. I guess someone has it, so maybe he had it too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just wanted to oh point out god, Rachel yeah. Mills. Rachel, I knew it was Rachel. I just couldn't remember her last name. That's what I was checking real quick. I'm like, hold on. I think it's Mills. Because I think, I swear Lost had an ARG that also had a Rachel in it. Um, They did. And I remember we all thought it was really funny. Yeah. I was like, okay. There's other names. Because because you're a Rachel. And <laughs> yes. it's just like, am I in an ARG? <laughs> is this is ARG? <laughs> That's where Rachel's come from. Mm, must be. You would tell me, though, right? If we were in an ARG. Well, I really want to make one. So maybe we are. Mm. Fuck. All right. <laughs> Insert Morse code here. Makes not as much sense beep, as anything. Beep, yeah, beep, exactly. Beep, beep. <laughs> Everything fades out. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, why, why don't you fill us in on the antics of two of the most wanted men in America who can seemingly just walk down the streets? Oh, boy. Here we go. Okay. Uh, Peter and Matt have made it to D.C. I don't know if he flew Petrelli Airways or not. No, he fully did. Because... You won't convince me otherwise. <laughs> they must have. Because they're gonna no. go in, and Matt is gonna, like, mind-whammy people. And Peter's like, you know what? It'll be more handy with two. And so he borrows, you know, Matt's power. And he's like, what do you... Matt is, like, upset by this, right? He's like... This nulls our rooftop escape plan, because apparently they had a plan they were going to fly off the roof once they got Daphne. Which I'm like, okay, Matt, listen, ideally, at the end of this, you have Daphne, right? Mm. Peter can yoink Daphne's power and zip you both away. I never thought of that. I thought of it more like Peter not wanting to admit, but in his mind going, shit. (laughs) Because, like, yeah, yep, you you totally can't fly anymore. That's true. Because he, like... I think Peter had a point where it's like pushing two two people pushing thoughts is better than one. Yep. Yep. And I don't think we can make it with just you getting in that building, so we need this. And then we'll figure out a plan later, which I would hope him being like, Oh, this is Daphne, she's alive, yoink, we can run right out of here. 
Yeah, that makes sense when you put it like that. But it's also just so Peter to be so, like, kind of fool's rushing about it. Just mm-hmm. like, yeah, here, here mm-hmm. we're both mind readers now. Oh, fuck, I can't fly anymore. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh, whoops. Better figure something out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oopsies. Yeah. They easily get past the, like, one guard outside. They swammy their way in. Or let right security's in. security's such shit. All right. <laughs> they then run into two armed guards inside in the hall, and... You know, they they whammy them as well, and you can tell Peter's enjoying himself. This is kind. Of, this is almost Peter and Adam v- version two storming Prime Attack. <laughs> yes, with less abilities, is. but yes, um, and less curb stomping. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just all mind fuckery, you know. Uh yeah. And Peter also notices there are cameras everywhere, so they have to make it quick. And they go go into a room, and <laughs> inside they find this poor lunch eating schmuck in there. <laughs> Just like in this um, computer room, so they whammy him, get him out there. You're gonna go eat the lunch in the hall. <laughs> so Peter gets on, looking at the computer, trying to find Daphne, and um, someone in the operation central notices where they are, and lets Danko know. And Danko's like, shut it all down, but they can't. They can't shut it down. And so Danko's like, well, I'm gonna go in and get it. And <laughs> they're like, I don't. I, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And he runs out into the hall, gun in hand. <laughs> and is stopped by the two guards that they'd whammied earlier, holding guns at him. <laughs> they know. So the whole room is pretty much being held kind of hostage. They can't leave the room without getting shot. And you look back at the camera and, like, Matt's, like, smirking at him, like, haha. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna make a gif of, uh, and that's part of why I got my screen cap uh, thing back on my tablet, because, like, that's how I make gifs. I'm going to make a gif of him being like, what's good? <laughs> it's, just, like, it's so wonderful. It is. It is. It's a really good one. Oh. Yeah. Also, in my notes, I said funds instead of guns raised. And I'm sad now. Mm. Yeah, their funds are raised. <laughs> their funds. Woo-hoo. Fuck. Yep. I mean, like I said, Peter's having the time of his life. Peter fully says it. He says, I love doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Matt's like, right? It makes it a lot easier because they're dorks. Yep, yep, yep. Plus, like, I like Milo and Greg getting to work together like this. Oh, yeah. Agreed. So, back in Costa Verde, mm-hmm. Lyle is playing with his PSP. <laughs> Chilling. And... I thought that's what that was. Yeah, I, I, it looks like a PSP. So, Whew. you Sam- sure it's not a Vita? Uh, was Vita then? I don't know. Is Vita of that time period? I do not know. PlayStation Vita. <laughs> when when did it first come out? It came out in 2011, oh, so it yeah. has to be a PSP. So, yeah, that's a PSP. Okay, do go on. Um. He's playing his video game. Sandra comes up to him. She's like, hey, bud, how'd you do on history? And he's like, uh, bad. And she's like, okay, you're grounded. <laughs> I just love it. She knew she knew she had something she could pin his ass to the wall with right away. She holds her hand out, takes his driver's license, and she's like, he was a terrible driver anyway. Come with me, children. So they go to the kitchen. <laughs> and Sandra knows how to make a fake ID. So she's using Lyle's driver's license to make it into an ID for... Alex. She's like, the trick is you gotta get the photo out without ripping it. This icon right here. And she's like, Claire's like, how did you learn that? Does like dad teach you? She's like, I was a teenager once. And she then takes a moment to fangirl Def Leppard. <laughs> uh, the basis of Def Leppard? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And she also's like, okay, Alex, you're also gonna need to change up your look a little bit because of, you know, all the facial recognition stuff. And she's like, that I did learn from your dad, Claire. <laughs> and I think there is a commercial there. Uh, there might have been. Because, like, the scene shifts to, like, Claire uh, again apologizing to her mother because Alex is not there at the moment. And Claire's like, ugh, I'm sorry dragging you into this. I wish I was normal. And Sandra's like, why would you want to be normal? She's like, oh, you know, maybe you and dad would still be together. <laughs> And as we've said repeatedly on this podcast, yes. Sandra tells her, we've had issues long before you came around. It and- is so clear when you're doing, like, a rewatch. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. You weren't the, like, 
thing that did this, Clary. Not by a long shot. They had issues. She fell in love with him anyway. But she is tired of being lied to and she just cannot see her marriage anymore. So Claire's like, are you going to get a divorce? And she's like, maybe. But whatever happens between your father and I, it has nothing to do with you. Ugh. Claire living that, like, child of divorce life already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I love Sandra so much in this episode. I forgot how fucking Banff she is. She is. Mm-hmm. It's just wonderful. She and Angela are both Banffs in their own way. <laughs> they really are. They really are. Mm-hmm. So, back in the, uh, abandoned diner, we see Siler and Luke. And Siler's just kind of, like, futzing around, just sort of, you know, I guess, walking around the place. And Luke's just like, what are we even looking for here? Like, what the hell? Like, why are we wasting time here? And he's like, something happened here. Siler thinks that he's been here before. He has, like, the very, like, glimmer of a memory in the back of his mind. And it makes sense, because it's like, as he's in this space, to remember that he's got that Clarisentian's power. So it's very likely that just being in the space could help inspire these memories. Mm. And then later on, he'll really get a, a sense of that. So we start, I swear to you, a whole ass montage set to Fleetwood Max the Chain <laughs> in which we are in the same spot in 1980. And we see anybody little baby Gabriel Gray, which, okay, can we for a minute... He wasn't like he was a baby or a toddler. He was a fucking kid when this happened. Mm-hmm. Like, that always fucks me up. And he gets handed this, like, little toy car that he's messing with. And we see there's, like, a man shaking hands with somebody. And it's, like, all really vague. And he can't quite fully remember it. But he's like, oh, shit, I think that's my dad. I can remember my father. And so he goes over to where the booth would have been. And he TKs aside a board and he looks inside because he drops the little car in the memory and it's still there. And so he finds it and it's like, oh, he's got to get some answers now, kid, because that's the thing is he's got Bridget's uh, former power where if he touches an object, he can you know, know its history. So he's going to use that to help fill in his trauma induced gaps. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, as to why he cannot remember this horrible thing happening to him, and probably better why he doesn't. So yeah, repressed memories, man. God damn. So yeah, just like a little moment with those two. Um, we're, we'll really get into it later on when we get back to them. Uh, so we go back to Claire, who walks in on a wet and shirtless Alex, and I would do my splash down, but my phone is way over there because <laughs> that's like the most appropriate it's ever been. Um, in my notes, I just wrote I, 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 cause yeah. Um, and you know, he's like thanking her for, you know, just getting involved basically. And I love how she puts this. We're an endangered species. I'm doing my best to try and save us. That's so her. That's so Claire. Mm-hmm. She went from manatees to like specials. Like, that's wonderful. So they have this moment together where he's like, you're special, Claire. You know, maybe if things were different. We could have gone out. I could have been hiding in your room for a whole other reason. He's fully not in high school. Can I put this to you in like a million ways? This isn't like a West thing. They're not in the same age bracket. Like they fully are not. Mm -hmm. He he is at least graduated from high school. At least. Mm -hmm. Um, And she is 17. (laughs) Keep it Um, in your pants. Keep it in your pants. Oh my God. Put some pants on and then keep them in. Um. Yeah, and, and I love how Claire is, like, fully already being aesthetic towards love, and it's like, oh, you poor thing. Like, this whole thing with her parents is really going to fuck with her a bit. And before the, the you know, moment gets interrupted, they were absolutely going to kiss. He is not in her age bracket, and I'm just going to keep saying it. I'm just going <laughs> to keep saying it. I have no other choice but to do so. Yeah, but uh, they get interrupted because the agents bust into the house. And it's like, oh, shit, they're coming in. Um, Sandra gets Alex and Claire, and she shows them this fully hidden compartment, like, in the pantry. And I love, I love Claire just like, just another day in the Bennett house, <laughs> which would be a really good episode subtitle. Um, 
they 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 make poor poor tall Alex hide in this little compartment. Poor Justin Baldoni having to like squeeze himself in there. Um, yeah, uh, the agents come in and you know Claire's just like, "Ugh, you're not supposed to be here. I'm off limits." You know, just really playing that up a bit. And uh, as this is in my notes, yes, that's Rachel Mills from the uh, from the webisodes, and. They're sitting there, and Rachel's, like, really suspicious. She knows he's fucking somewhere. And fucking Sandra, dude, she fully has a gun under the counter, and she's gonna pull it if she has to. Mm-hmm. And and she's an icon, and we, we are forced to stand. Um, they're gonna have to move Alex, basically. Like, that's all there is to it. And, you know, the agents, they get him to leave, and it's like, well, maybe, you know, I can slip out back, make a run for it. Like, you guys have done enough. Don't put yourselves in a more danger because of me. And Sandra's like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. And we're going to give him a head start. And it's like, oh, what are they going to get up to? What shenanigans to try to get him safe? They can do it. They can do it. Sandra's great. She's extremely capable. I love when she shows off the little compartment. Mm -hmm. She's like, yeah, this is where No used to store guns and files. Uh, He didn't think I knew about it. Of course I knew about it. (laughs) It's like, bitch, please. It's my house. I know about everything in it. Yep, so, mm-hmm. Especially because it's a new house. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like it's the Texas house. Mm-hmm. Like, he had to go and do that, and it would have been harder to hide it than, you know, a house they'd been living in forever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good good times in Costa Verde. <laughs> Very good times. With, uh, with in- inappropriate couplings. <laughs> yeah. She's 17, okay? <laughs> Exactly, exactly. We can't ship other people on this show because of their age, mm-hmm. so Claire can't get any from Alex, god damn it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Well, you know. How how are things going at Building 2-6? Pretty smoothly, I would assume. It's not like Pete and Matt are also kind of the fuck-up twins. Okay. So, Peter is on the computer, and Rebel shows them the video file... Of the operation that rounded them up. There's video of them being rounded up and put on that plane. And Peter's like, holy shit. So he's like, I have to find something to say this on. We're going to use this as leverage. This is how we're going to get Daphne. We're going to trade this for Daphne. And Matt's like, okay, I guess, whatever. Because they couldn't find Daphne in the building. Mm -hmm. And we go back to the like the briefing room and Noah is briefing them on Matt's ability. He's kind of like giving a rundown about it and he's like, "Okay, listen. They're trying to focus real hard right now and we have to disrupt their thoughts." So, he goes over to the fire alarm and pulls it, which like of course sets off a noise that distracts both Peter and Matt. And we see the guards like lower their their weapons. And Peter just barely gets the goods downloaded onto a just drive in time. And Rebel's like, you have 30 seconds. And then the power goes out because Rebel made the power go out in the building. And everyone is freaking out, like, in the room, like, oh, what the <laughs> frick is happening? Oh, no. And they're running out. They stop some guards. And then they run right into Danko, Nathan, and Noah. And Matt moves himself in front of Peter. He's like, Peter, run. You have the goods. You know, get out of here. And Matt tries to whammy them. As Peter runs away, and the alarm comes back on, which again makes him lose focus, and Noah is able to snag him and like slam him against the wall and get him into custody. And Peter escaped. I love how Nathan's like, Matt, you know me. And it's like, yeah, and we know, no, you're a bastard. So that's not going to help anyone. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta pretend he doesn't know you. Gotcha. You want to believe, Nathan, people only want to believe you for like so long. God, you, you've just shown your ass this whole volume, and it's like, mm-hmm, you can't mm-hmm. just be like, all right, now let's stop messing around, guys. Like, no, no, no to that. Mm-hmm. He didn't want Danko That's... to shoot their ass, you know? Well, yeah, and then, yeah, and then Noah being the one to, like, quickly apprehend him is smart. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Less chances of accidents happening. Exactly. hmm God, all right, so... <laughs> The chain plays. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I wish we could, I wish we could play like five seconds of it. Cause it just really sets the mood for <laughs> this whole melodrama. That's what it is. Pause this, so go on we... Spotify, play the chain, come back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just play the little intro bit and then come back. Um, 
<sighs> so Siler is cradling the little toy car. And Luke's like, what, what are we doing? And he's like, we got to go back to this montage, Luke. It's all here. See, it gets black and white and everything. <laughs> just strap in. Shit's going to go down. So I love how Luke is very correctly like, isn't this good, though? Not remembering all the crap that happens to you when you're a kid. That's good, right? Like, hello, we're both clearly from abusive situations. Like, why are you trying to pick the scab? And, and Sadler's just like, no, it eats away at your soul. <laughs> Sorry, I fucking hate this, like, oh, I just, the the way, okay, I feel like so much of this storyline is the writers being like, oh, wow, this Quintico, I can really act, yeah? And so, like, they want to, they want to give him, like, stuff to do, mm-hmm. um, and he's not, like, fully involved right now in, like, the government stuff, so they're just like, well, we got to give him some way to stretch his muscles, so let's just give him this fucking soap, soap opera storyline 101. Uh, we go in the past, we see little Gabe at the diner, we see his new dad get, uh, just pay his real dad, and there we go. Uh, he, you know, has a kid now. A literal kid. It'll never stop blowing my mind that he's, like, a fucking child. He's not, like, a baby or something. Mm -hmm. Like, he's a kid who has grown up with his dad. Like... And his mom. It's so fucked. And so the money changes hands. They handshake. Uh, it's like, all right, this is your this is your parents now, kid, kind of thing. And his dad, like, leaves. And little Gabe is with his new parents. And he's like, no, daddy. And he runs after his dad. And his dad gets into a car. And you see a woman there. And it's like, oh, shit, that's his mom. And they're obviously, like, fighting. And it gets real. And, you know, it's getting real heated, and little Gabe is watching. And what happens? But his dad, like, moves his hand through the air, and he slices her, TK style. So it's like one of those things where it's, you know, oh, Brian Davis was the first victim, right? <laughs> but it's also, like, in him, genetically. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, Samson, we don't know his name yet, but I'm saying it, Samson Gray, uh, fully fucking murdered his mom in front of him. <laughs> that's a lot of why he can't remember, because that's big trauma, kids. Mm-hmm. Um, murders her, pushes her out of the car, drives away, all while little Gabe's like, Mommy? And she's just fully dead, like, blood streaked across her forehead. It's all very, like, oh, that's why he does that. You know, like, it's just, oh, it's it's psychology 101 shit. And um, and we go back into the president, and he's, and he's like, mommy? Like, all eyes teary, holding the car. And Luca's just like, what is going on here? <laughs> like, what is, what? Remember, remember when we were, like, fighting agents and having milkshakes and fighting about the radio? That was cool. <laughs> like, I don't, I didn't sign on for this. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, so. That's, that's the big melodrama that is <laughs> Siler's little backstory, I guess, is uh, he was sold as a kid to his uncle. And then also, just as a sprinkle on this, you know, shit Sunday, Watched his dad murder his mom. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Don't think he's gonna be real stoked to see dad now. (laughs) I'd think not. Oh, man. What a journey. I would think not. I learned it from you, dad. I learned it by watching you. Do you have any other thoughts about this? Uh, I think you hit all the all the points on that one. So, isn't it just the most soap opera shit? Mm-hmm. Like, wow, it really is. Siler getting yeah. soapy. Siler getting soapy. Soapy Siler. Um, yeah. So that's how we leave things right now at the diner, uh, and we go over to Angela with Nathan. And they're talking about Peter. And he's like, no, he's like, someone's out there calling themselves Rebel. And they know what Building 2-6 is and they know how it runs. And he accuses Angela of being Rebel. I believe she was a guest at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's very, like, 
taking her off the suspect list, kind of. Where he's like, tell me it's not you. And I love how she's just like, she's like, Nathan, I don't know the first thing about computers. Like, what the hell? Like, who, who do you think I am suddenly? This, like, incredible hacker. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but she could hire someone. And he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, she could. And, and and Angela's like, no, no. Like, I can live my life in peace thanks to your very, you know, generous actions. And Nathan's like, okay, so Peter stole dangerous files. This is a huge problem. And, you know, he, he he shows, like, the regrets that he's starting to have. Just because things didn't go his way, by the way. Not that he was wrong. Just that he can't control it. Yep. And she, I love how Angela's just like, bitch, I've been doing this literally my whole life. Like, I know exactly the, the struggles that you're going through. And suddenly he gets a phone call. And it's Peter calling him from a payphone. And basically he's just like, I've got the evidence. And what I want so that it doesn't end up on the evening news I want Matt and Daphne. You give me Matt and Daphne, I give you everything I got. Easy peasy. And, you know, does the whole, like, classic, anything happens to them or me. Like, this is happening. The news is going to have this. You're fucked. You're fucked. Get fucked, Nathan, basically. (laughs) Honestly, get fucked, Skyboy is not the worst, like, subtitle for this episode. True, true. Oh, shit. Because that's basically the energy everybody around him has. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so... Fun, fun little moment with, with Peter, you know, just ruining things for Nathan in, in Nathan's eyes again. So, yeah. I loved Angela being like, yes, dear, I've had a bit of experience with this. So like a woman <laughs> who does not need to be mansplained something she's worked her entire life uh, on. Oh, <laughs> uh, right? Man, I, it's so hard. I don't know if, you know, other people want him dead. I gotta keep him safe. It's like so hard to oh, balance. It's... Oh, it's so hard to, like, convince people that they're still people, but also that we need to, like, contain them. And then, like, uh, uh, it's like, yeah, I know. I literally, you're talking about my life's work, you fucko. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's why he's not the favorite, so. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We all know who that is. We know. We done knew. We done always knew. We been new. Which is why he's like, are you helping him? And she's like, no. No. <laughs> maybe, maybe, no. <laughs> yeah, maybe, no, no, no. I'd never betray no. you, son. Oh, you're so good to me to allow me to live, even though I'm a dirty, awful power haver. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to California, where we're spending a lot of time this episode. Yeah, it's now night. Day has gone to night. And... We see a car pull out of the Bennett garage and the agents are all like, ooh, and they like give chase and uh, it pulls over and it's Sandra in the car and who's next to her but Lyle in a hoodie. And she's like, yeah, my son and I are going to the movie. Does that threaten the federal government? <laughs> this queen. So that that's their head start. So meanwhile, Claire and Alex are have run out the back and running down a hill. She falls. He you know, he trips and falls over her. They have a moment there and she's like, you can get off me now. <laughs> Again, she's 17. God. So the agents are on their trail though. And they manage to hop a wall over where a pool is. And then Rachel can't seem to find them anymore. But we see that they're both underwater and Claire is struggling because, well, that's not her thing. She can't breathe underwater. And Alex ends up giving her a kiss there, which is, you know, it's kind of like the kiss of life. He's sharing breath, whatever. And Yeah, like, it's very like that, but I mean, like, come on. Yeah. They're trying to, like, you know, play it off like that. And then the agent gets a call. Like, oh, I see him at the end of the block. And that makes her leave them alone. So they seem to have evaded them for now. I love how, like, there couldn't have been a better place for Alex to be on the run than fucking California, where there's swimming pools in every backyard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you wouldn't have had that same luck elsewhere. Not a chance. <laughs> wouldn't have been as hilly some places as well, you know, so. Oh, yeah, no. The whole thing works really well for that. Mm-hmm. So are you ready to make a deal? Ba-ba-ba. Um, I- I'm ready for Peter to try to make a deal, sure. Yeah, so... Building 2-6, they're getting ready for the deal, and Danko's all like, hell no, we're not making the deal, because they ask, hey, where's Matt and Daphne? Eh, no, n- we're doing it my way. And 
Nathan's like, no, we have to do it this way. Our operation will be compromised. They have the footage on us. And Danko's like, I am following orders, just not yours, sir. <laughs> it's the United States government, man. We don't make deals with terrorists. And Nathan's like, my brother is not a terrorist. And it's like, well, you know, I guess like he kind of almost blew up New York. <laughs> but like, I mean, you know, you know. He's not a terrorist. And he almost released the deadly virus. But, like... Yeah. That was a while ago. <laughs> I mean, he, like... <laughs> broke into a facility. Smashing up, like, all their science equipment. But Yeah, and, like, you know, also kidnapped a federal agent. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> He's, I swear, not a terrorist. <laughs> But Noah stops Nathan from protesting too much, and then Nathan reminds Noah that Peter can read thoughts at the moment. So we we flash over to where Peter wanted to meet, which I believe is at the top of a parking garage. Yeah, I think something like that. Well, it's like, it's whatever is next to the the building where the uh, network news is, like the local network, because... It's it's the top of a parking garage, He literally just dropped his shit off. Yeah. Okay. So Noah gets out of the car, and... Peter reads his mind because he's like, where's Matt and Daphne? Noah's like, come with me and tells him you're being set up in his head. (laughs) Meanwhile, (laughs) Peter also overhears Danko being like, I'm going to kill this bastard. (laughs) Oh, he's got a sniper (laughs) rifle out. And he manages to shoot Peter. Peter falls off the parking garage and then is flown back up into the air. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Fucking Nathan. Great job, Flyboy. Like, which is it? You know? Mm-hmm. Which is it? He can't choose. Decide. He can't. He can't just keep flip-flopping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, we see that Nathan took Peter to Angela. And luckily for Peter, it was just to graze the bullet. You know? Just grazed him. And Peter's like, why are you doing this, Nathan? <laughs> Nathan realizes that this is out of his control at this point. It is it is his fault, but he is still convinced that he can fix it. And he's also convinced Ugh. he's the only one who can fix it because he is the only one that actually cares if you die or not. You being Peter. <laughs> and he asks Peter to come with him. And Peter stands up. He's like, yeah, you know, I know you'll take care of me because you love me. And Nathan agrees he's just trying to help. And they hug and oh, lo and behold, it's Nathan this time. He gets conned by a danger hug. Oh, boy. Because Peter yoinks <laughs> his power and flies the fuck away. <laughs> Peter has two powers now. He can borrow powers, and he finally learned how to use the betrayal hug. Mm-hmm. Peter Petrelli has unlocked the betrayal hug. Cha-ching! <laughs> and Angela stops Nathan from flying off after him. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been amazing, though? <laughs> Because she's like, no, 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 I, listen, we've got bigger fish to fry, the game has changed, and you need to be ready, and she whispers something into his ear. And then we see, oh boy, the news has the footage now. (laughs) Why are Americans having this done to them? What is this secret operation that is happening? And we also see that Danko is watching the news, and... He looks over because Matt is fully drugged out right now, strapped to a chair, and looks at Matt. So, what's he cooking up? Oh, I bet he's gonna come up with something. He's got something in that noodle. <laughs> Noodling on something. Mm-hmm. So, back to the melodrama of Siler figuring out that his daddy killed his mommy. I know. Um. Uh, uh, <laughs> um. He's he's all like about this and Luke's like dude the guy's an ass plain and simple I told you like parents suck I've been trying to tell you and he's like he killed my mother and it's like I'm sorry but like he's a jerk you know I I mean come on and Siler's like yeah when did you tell me this because all I remember are the cute stories about YouTube bird watching around the neighborhood you made him sound like Mr. Freakin Rogers that's uh that's not wrong Luke Luke did do that Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. So, unfortunately, Luke gets the brunt of all of Siler's anger because he's there, literally. Uh, he's like, you used me for a joyride. And 
And Luke's like, why are you hurting me? And he's like, there's no escape. There's like pain in this life. Like he's fully just going in. And uh, he's like, you can't outrun it. Go home to your mother, Luke. And uh, Luke's like, you're not going to kill me? And he's like, eh, it seems a little on the nose to kill you. And he just fucking leaves him, man. He just leaves. He says he's going to kill his dad. And he just abandons poor little Luke in the middle of fucking nowhere with no way to get home. That's fucked, man. I mean, I would abandon Luke, too, if I had him pinned to the wall. And he's like, let's just drive to Canada and rob some old ladies. I'd be like, okay, listen, we're not on the same page, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no, they're clearly not. They're clearly not. That's true. So, but yeah, um, this is this is our our series wrap on on Dan Bird on the show. So, yep, we don't ever see him on the show again, and it's super sad, and I'm sad about it. Devastated. I am. He's like the best. Devastated. So. We could have had it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No shit. <laughs> um. Oh my god, yeah. I'll just go listen to my Siler Luke playlist and just, you know, think Why don't you go books. listen to The Chain? Maybe that'll help. <laughs> no, there's an Offspring song that, like, is my Siler Luke song, and I'm like, yep, that's these two. Oh boy. So, yeah. Oh boy. Alright, so, that's the end of Siler, this story, uh, in this episode. He is, uh, Still gonna go find his dad, but this time it's because he's gonna give him a slice. So, better watch out or try to. Mm hmm. Seems like he's powerful. Wonder how that'll go. I wonder. We'll find out. We will. Um, shall I tell you what Denko has noodled up? Yes. It's some 24 ass shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, we see Denko and Matt together. Matt's still all drugged up. And Dinko's, like, talking to him and, like, doing something to him. Like, he's putting something on him, maybe? And Dinko's, like, fully just... Like, he sounds like a crazy person the way he's talking to him, too. He's just like, oh, they'll all believe me now. Uh, they'll, they'll beg me to hunt you down and kill you. And uh, he's still, like, still the camera's being really coy. Like, you don't quite know what he's doing. Unless, of course, you remember the painting he kept painting over and over again. Um... He's like, the enemy has a face, Parkman, and it's you. And uh, Matt Parkman's like, you know, what? Like me, I would not harm a person. And he's like, hmm, to me, you look exactly like a terrorist when he's, you know, saying all this shit. And he sticks him with something in like a syringe and he drops him off and then the van pulls away. And we see when the van pulls away and Matt turns around, he is fully wearing a suicide vest. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. So Danko is basically like, they won't, you know. I, you know, I can't call you terrorists. Oh, I'm going to make you a terrorist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, some 24 Homeland type bullshit. Oh, my God. So, he's wandering around drugged out of his ass and uh, with a suicide. Like, it is, wow. It is, like, C4. And, and, and uh, yeah. That is really messed up. <laughs> it is like, the vest that he painted. Yep. Mm-hmm. The, the scope of, like, a government agent being like, oh, I'll make this fit my narrative. Like, shit. So, yeah, let's let's hope someone uh, let's hope someone rescues him before any of that can go wrong. Because, ooh, because boom, not good, boom indeed. And what a dramatic end of an episode that would have been. <laughs> yeah, but we've got a little bit more. Yes, we are not done. Instead, we go back to Costa Verde. <laughs> we started there. Let's finish it there. And Claire's chilling out in bed. Sander comes in. And she's like, you going to miss having a cute guy in your closet? And she's like, "Eh, yeah, sure. uh Uh (laughs) And, you know, Sander reassures her, you know, I love you just the way you are. I wouldn't trade this life for anything. Claire's like, yeah, me neither. And she's like, all right, Claire, you know what? I got some popcorn. I made it downstairs. Let's put on a sap movie and just have a little girl time. How's that? That sounds great, right? Sander hands back, hangs back on Claire's bed and Claire gets up to go get the popcorn. She goes down to check the microwave. The microwave's empty. Can we make a very brief note about how fucking short Hayden is? <laughs> she, yeah, she's like, <laughs> that microwave is mounted up. And she's like peeking into it like, I don't feel popcorn in here. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe mom is an ass and put it way in the back. No, there's no popcorn. <laughs> and we hear the words. Hey, Barbie. And who the fuck is there? 
eating her popcorn. <laughs> but Eric fucking Doyle. Oh my god, this guy. And he's like, yeah, I got a message from someone named Rebel. Guess I need your help, Barbie. Yeah, and on the phone it says, Claire will save you. To be continued. Oh, golly. When I tell you, when I told you that we weren't done with this fucker by a long shot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is really impressive. Like, let's be spoilery little little fairies again for a minute. Ding, ding, ding. Um, this guy shows up so much. He fully has, like, three different arcs on this show. They really must have liked the actor. They must have really been fans of David Lawrence. And he seems like a real Yes. Bitch, so. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no one else shows up that much. Like, Siler was folded into the main cast. All the other big bads are, like, done after their Well, stories, so. our, our special guest star of our hearts does show up again, so. Well, you know, but not really. But yeah. <laughs> not as much as Doyle, though, to... <laughs> I'm saying, like, not in, like, a weird dream space. Like, <laughs> spoiler Trial version of things. Spoilers. Yeah, I'm in the spoiler fairy True. zone. I can say whatever the fuck I want. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Until I'm pulled out, <laughs> I guess. But yeah, Doyle's back. No, but he has like fully like three different arcs. He even gets a webisode. I know. Yeah, that's crazy. And he is a big yeah. part of season four. That's what I'm saying. He gets like three or four different arcs yeah. in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in the final fucking episode. Mm-hmm. He's the person to stop. Like other than you know, what else is going on? Yeah, it's cray cray. Yeah. He's got staying power. Impressive, honestly. Yeah, no, it is. That's what I'm saying. I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to argue with you when we're making the same point. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, let's let's argue right now. <laughs> I think he's a charming person. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> End this podcast now. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get real heated. Oh, man. Yeah, that's the end of the episode. We didn't have any Mohinder. Haven't seen Tracy in a while. Uh, Nope. Haven't seen Hero and Ando. We're just like zeroed in on these folks. Any overall thoughts on this episode exposed? Um, I still can't with the soapy ass Siler stuff. Uh, um, like, uh, just... (laughs) Just the fucking like tragedy porn of his fucking storyline. When you when you put it all together by the end of the show, it's just like, come on. It's um, it's the whole trope of like the big bad and you have to peel back that big bad to show you like where his origin yes. stories lie and like why yes. he's not completely the villain and how he had bad things happen to him and there's like well, sure, pick, yeah. point at a genre show and that happens to a very popular villain all the time, so Oh, fucking constantly. Like, I get mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so that, and then um, <laughs> Peter and Matt's little misadventure is fun. Um, mm-hmm. it, again, it's just, it's so showing you the guy who could become the guy from five years gone. Like, so easy with Peter. Yeah. He's practically already there. Give him a jacket and slick his hair back. Like, he's practically already there. And he can get a scar now. Scar that face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. That's true. Um... I love the Claire stuff. I really, because I really think Justin Baldani is wonderful. And I'm sad that Alex isn't around much either. Mm-hmm, so. hmm He's quite fun. Um, seeing Sander being a badass is fucking great. Yeah. yeah. Fucking, oh, God. This is just, like, one of the millions of times I want to wring Nathan's neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like you don't feel bad because of like anyone getting hurt. You just feel bad because no one's listening to you anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just want to punch him in the dick. Yeah. Oh, I love Noah in this episode. He was on point, you know, focused. Mm. I mm-hmm. loved all the like Danko, Nathan, and Noah drama in Building Two Six. God, they're in like every scene together. I think that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The like constant push and pull between the three of them. Yeah, I wouldn't say this one slaps as much as the others have. No. But it's pretty okay. It is enjoyable, though. Yeah, that's not bad. Mm-hmm, 
Just like just like our catchphrase, you know, like it's no upon this rock. <laughs> but like... I am so excited to get to that one and like see what we think now, watching it by itself. I'm gonna laugh if we still fucking hate I, it. I I would be shocked if we didn't. It would be amazing to have finally a whole episode where we're just like, hey, remember when we said we defend it sometimes? <laughs> what were we doing this week? There's yeah. a reason they had to play two episodes that one night, because I think that one tested poorly or something. <laughs> Some shit like that. Yeah, I remember oh. that. Uh, well, shall we get into the socials? Yeah, give us our socials. 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 All right. Well, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, we are at Eclipse Podcast. If you'd like to follow our individual accounts, I am at Lady underscore Snark, S-N-A-R-K. Rachel is at that burb there, burb with a B, like building two six. Um, yeah, feel free to tweet us. Uh, what, what are you tweeting about, Rachel? I don't think anything recently. <laughs> God, I don't think. What have I been talking about? I got vaccinated and I was like, woo, about it. And, and Ryan was like, everybody covers their names when they do that. And I'm like, why? Half of my fucking, like, display is my name. <laughs> like, I don't care who knows. Um, shit. Yeah. So, that and um, just talking about The Great and uh, how wonderful that show mm-hmm. is. I, I'm, it, I think the reason why I haven't binged it super hard is I actually really, really enjoy it. And I don't want it to end, like, super soon. So... Because I've just been loving it. It leaves you wanting more. It's great. Uh, yeah, I bet. Fuck. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I've been tweeting about. Um, if you want to email us, we are eclipsedpod at gmail.com. Um, I'm not going to mention us having an Instagram. There's no point. I haven't um, mentioned it for weeks place. and you now bring it up? God damn it. You can cut it. I never did. Okay. Uh, but the best place to get a hold of us, to reach us, to, you know, call us... Be, what is it? Call us, page us if you want to reach us. I don't know. I'm trying to do the impossible thing, but I'm failing. I haven't watched that, so I don't uh, know. God damn it. <laughs> it's through the uh, through the Discord. Uh, a link for which will be in our show notes. Uh, yeah, come 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 play come play with us, etc. And uh, yeah, if you're listening to us on your podcast app of choice, we're all over the place. Uh, Feel free to give us a review and, and subscribe and like and, you know, tell us what you think about what we're doing. But, uh, yeah. I think that pretty much wraps it all up. I agree. Well, thank you very much for joining us. We will see you next time. There's some big stuff that happens in the next episode. A fun guest star that I'm excited about. Uh, but, yeah, goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Next time on Eclipse, Claire gets a job. Nathan continues his hot streak of stopping men from exploding in major metropolitan areas. Angela has a lunch date with Danko. And Siler learns you can never really go home again to the man who fucking sold you and murdered your mom. Tune in.